excited to be with you tonight, folks. We are honored to be here tonight and bring to you, we've got Pastor Stan Johnson of the Prophecy Club. Brother Stan, welcome back to the show, my brother. Thank you, sir. And if you'll allow me, I feel like I need to change the whole topic of what I was going to talk on because something just happened. Brother, let the Holy Spirit flow. And before you take the mic, I just also want to acknowledge uh, Prophetess Leslie Johnson. She'll be on the program this month. We're looking forward to that, Brother Stan. And would you please open us up in prayer, and the mic is yours. Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee when thy judgments are made manifest. Lord, we know that from one moon to another, to one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before thee. And tonight, Lord, we say, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. We say, blessed be the name of the Holy Father, Holy Son, and Holy Ghost. For you remove the kings and setteth up kings. You give the wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. You reveal the deep and secret things. You knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with you. And Lord, we ask you to reveal the deep and secret things to us. And we thank you for those things that you have revealed to us. And Lord, I ask that you speak to the hearts of everyone out there, so that their heart, their spirit, will recognize your spirit, recognize the truth, and that this nation will begin to prepare those people whose names are in the book of life, in Jesus' name. Amen. Stan, the mic is yours. Take it away. Okay. Well... I I am afraid to say that I think that America is on the verge of a very big problem, and it's going to make the virus thing seem like a childish picnic. I'm going to have to say that I'm, I'm afraid that there's a high probability that America is about to hit, be hit with suitcase nukes. Now, I'm going to have to give you some background on this. But my wife just had a dream last night that confirms this, and it'll take me a while to bring you up to date. But as you recall, just yesterday, and it's dated April 2, this particular headline says Trump claims Iran is planning a sneak attack on U.S. troops and assets in Iraq. Well, I have to tell you, when I heard that, probably just like everybody else, I thought, huh, what are they up to? You know, they're not going to be able to hurt us. You know, what do they got? They don't have anything. Actually, perhaps they do. As you recall, several times, Iran has said that if Tehran is attacked, that there will be nuclear detonations on American soil. Now, is that rubbish? You know, I think it was Art of War that said that you should always assume your adversary has at least as much firepower at least as much men, at least as much intelligence as you have. Underestimating our enemy will often get us into trouble. So let me go back and start at the beginning. I first started talking about this. This particular one is dated August 22, 2013. But it actually started back in 1998. So let me explain the situation. On November 1998, Prophecy Club had Stanislav Lunev in to speak and made a DVD that you can, in fact, watch this very instant at watchprophecyclub.com. 
Stanislav Lunev is the highest-ranking Russian military officer to ever defect from Russia. He made this Prophecy Club DVD called Russian Defector Warns America. And in this DVD, he was still hiding his identity. He wore a big hat and big sunglasses so that he would not be seen. In this video, he stated that 50, quote, lost in Russia, suitcase nuclear bombs had been smuggled into the United States, and he, in fact, was part of one of the teams sent over here looking for places to hide them. May 5th, 2003, Michael Baldea, the grandson and interpreter for Dmitry Dudeman, handofhelp.com, had a dream. It's called Season of Sorrow. He was shown suitcase nukes going off in California, Illinois, Michigan, Arizona, Washington State, Florida, and New York. Dimitri came to him in this dream, and he said, now, believe me, if you understand the, the words Dimitri Dudeman, then you already have given this credibility. My opinion, Dimitri Dudeman is the most advanced, most senior prophet to ever walk the land of America. Now, I'll pause here on the story, come back to it, to explain who Dimitri Dudeman is, in case you don't know. Dmitry Dudeman smuggled Bibles into Romanian Russia for some 30 years. He was finally arrested. They couldn't find the Bibles. God blinded their eyes. Put through five months of torture, culminating in him putting him on the electric chair. As the electricity is going through him, the whole room lit up with white light. The angel Gabriel appeared and said, Dmitry, look at me. He said he was so bright it was hard to look at him. He said, but I looked up and he said, I saw the angel. He said, Dmitry, don't worry. He said, you're not going to die. You're going to America to give them a warning of God. That was 1980. Well, they put him back on the electric chair the next day, put him on the electric chair twice, turned the power all the way up, could not kill him. I think that gives us some credibility to say, hmm, perhaps we can listen to a guy that they can't kill. Okay. Dimitri said in this dream to Michael, his grandson, these are the places where those who were sent here long ago to bring fear and cause chaos have situated themselves. What I'm saying tonight, brothers and sisters, if we don't pray, this is the conclusion where we're going tonight. If we don't pray, and I'm not talking about the people out there. I'm not talking about the Americans that wouldn't even believe this story, that don't believe Dimitri's story. They don't have anything to do with Bible prophecy. The end times, not, they aren't going to listen. I'm talking about us. If we don't pray, we're about to be hit with suitcase nukes. Bottom line, that's what this is saying. These are the places where those who sent here long ago to cause fear and cause chaos have situated themselves. They lie in wait, planning and plotting destruction. They are as coiled serpents, looking forward to the hour when they will be loosed upon this nation. If God's children pray, here it is, once more he will delay the season of sorrow that is yet to come. Now, I'm going to tell you right quick, he's already delayed that at least twice if we don't pray, and I believe that's the message, that's what Leslie was told, if we don't pray, it's about to hit us. But I believe that we can at least pray a delay, and maybe, if it can't be delayed, a softening. January 9th, 2005, I was shown a dream. That night, I remember praying, Lord, you've shown others. I would like you to show me what is the next 9-11 attack. I put it into a DVD that was made October 2007. And <clears throat> it's talking about... I was shown in this dream that there is a series of suitcase nuclear bombs all across America, and the people that control them are international bankers. 
and they would be using sophisticated bombs, experts in several cities, with one hitting a regional bank, destroying the records and their backups. This would put billions of dollars into the hands of the international bankers while throwing the U.S. economy into a freefall. Now let's pause a second. What really is going on with the coronavirus? <laughs> what is really going on is this is a cover story. Because what is going on is there's about to be several hundred thousand bad guys who? International bankers, Kazarian Mafia, Deep State, whatever you want to call them. There's about to be several hundred thousand of them arrested. And you just heard um, the Attorney General uh, Bill Blair, or Bla uh, Bla whatever his last name is, Attorney General is, I, I forget it now. He said just yesterday that they are pulling out all the stops and all of the military, and they're going out to arrest these Mexican drug cartels. Well, that's not all. He stopped a sentence. He didn't say that's all they're arresting. Yes, I'm sure that there are some sealed indictments. But matter of fact, the sealed indictment count is now up to, as of today, 163,469 sealed indictments. Now, one sealed indictment can... Uh, arrest up to 49 people. But then sometimes nine sealed indictments are used against one person. So we don't know how many people that is, but that's a pretty good guess that it's over 100,000, maybe over 200,000. Now, in this dream, I was shown that the people that control these suitcase nukes are the international bankers. So do you think if these international bankers are about to be arrested do you think they know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Look, if you can listen in to the President of the United States phone calls talking between him and the President of Australia, between him and the President of Mexico, if you can listen to that, you know what's going on. They know what's going on, and they know. Look, if you've done child sacrifice, uh, sex trafficking, sex with a child, you know it. And you have a real good idea your name is on one of those sealed indictments. And what they're about to do, they're about to be arrested. And I believe that what this is all saying, when we get to the end of tonight, it's saying that these international bankers are about to set off these suitcase nukes if we don't pray. Now, I do believe we can soften or delay. But if we don't pray, if we don't stand in the gap, brothers and sisters, boom, we get hit. That's what it's saying. That's where we're going with this. So January 9, 2005, I was shown international bankers will set off suitcase nukes. 2005, former Congressman Kurt Weldon. By the way, I've got eight, not one or two. The Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have eight, eight different people saying this. 2005, former Congressman Kurt Weldon, vice chairman of the House Armed Services Committee, uncovered a plot to set explosions in 10 cities. Did you hear that? When he could not get the authorities to act, he published it into a book entitled Countdown to Terror. I've got it behind me here. And the 10 cities he discovered were Valdez, Alaska, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, New York City, Washington, D.C., listen to the cities, Philadelphia, Chicago, Miami, Houston, because you're going to hear those same cities from the other mouths here in just a minute. On October 15, 2004, in a dream summarized as Eagle and the Serpents, once again going back to Michael Brown, or Michael Boldea, was shown an eagle killed by three serpents. He was first told the first bite was 9-11, a brown snake, Arab. He was then shown that the second serpent, a black and red, would be much worse than the first. And this particular snake had red and black diagonal stripes. 
Well, now, who did he just say? Who did the president just say is about to attack us? Iran. Well, go look at their flag, and it's red and green and white. But I'm about to say that Iraq is cooperating with them, and look at their flag. Iraq's flag is black and red and white. Hmm, black and red. The third serpent, one of many colors, meaning many nations, finally killed the eagle. The angel said the first bite was 9-11. The second bite is yet to come, probably Iran, Iraq, and possibly Cuba, as you'll discover in a minute. And the third will be its destruction. The second bite came from an unexpected place. February 2013, Doug Metzger came in and made a Prophecy Club DVD called Will You Survive America's Fall? He explained in this DVD, it was also available at WatchProphecyClub.com, he was shown a vision of suitcase nukes hitting, oh, listen to this, Los Angeles, New York City, Las Vegas, Washington, D.C., Chicago, San Francisco, Seattle, Orlando, Dallas, Atlanta, and Denver, almost exactly the same cities. Are you listening? On August 28, 2013, I began connecting the dots of God's revealed secrets that possibly the Iraq flag, being red and black, could be the snake that does the second attack that hits us with suitcase nukes, taking out a central bank and all of the bank records, putting billions of dollars into their pockets and throwing America into a financial freefall. Now let's come up to date. April 2. Headline, Trump claims Iran is planning sneak attack on U.S. troops and assets in Iraq. Hmm. I've said on the radio several times that out of the 40 years of studying Bible prophecy, 26 26 years doing a radio and sometimes TV program on it, 37 DVDs, two books, my life is Bible prophecy. Yet I said that I have never, nor my wife, nor my children, has ever had a dream about being behind barbed wire, being shot at, being run, being chased, or anything like that. I've never had it, and I believe that God was saying he's going to protect me and my family, and I still believe that. However, I can't say I've not had one of those anymore. And now I see. See, I, I didn't understand what he was saying here, and that's the way it is sometimes with God. You'd like for him to come out and just tell you straight away, this is what's going to come happen. He doesn't do that, unfortunately. Instead, he'll give you a hint. And if you pick up on the hint, good. If you missed it, tough. That's the way it is. And I'm just telling you the truth. So 4-1 of 2020, as in yesterday morning, I woke up out of this dream. I watched as a black helicopter tilted forward and flew into a black cloud. Immediately, the black cloud blew away, but the helicopter had disappeared. I couldn't see it, but I could hear it through the clouds. I was on the ground. Tracking the sound of the helicopter, I could hear it as it flew around from over to the right side to in front of me and then back over to the left. I could tell it was circling around and coming down behind me. All of a sudden, the helicopter emerged out of the dark clouds, and in an instant, it had landed only about 50 feet away from me. I knew it was people of authority, and I knew that they were seeking me, and I knew it was not going to be good. I needed to hide. I began crouching down in hiding. And the thought occurred to me that, and I could hear them talking among each other. And they said, he's got to be there. He's got to be there. I knew somehow that they were tracking me. Well, well, they were tracking me by my cell phone. So I reached in my pocket very quickly and I 
turn to, to get my cell phone to turn off really, really quick. One of those quick power off things. And I wake and immediately I went over to my cell phone and I confirmed, okay, which two buttons do I turn to turn this off in an emergency? Now, I didn't think much of the dream. Matter of fact, I hadn't even got around to telling Leslie, even to this point in the other room, I've not told her that dream yet. I didn't know that it was all that important until this afternoon. So (laughs) I've been really busy today. (laughs) She typed up this dream. She emailed it to me. Because that's how busy I've been, just back to back to back to back, eat at my table. Just here's the dream. The dream is called Roundtable Discussion. Leslie and I spent probably at least 30 minutes, probably more like an hour, discussing every word of this dream. I think we have the understanding to it, and it's not good. She says, I woke this morning coming out of a dream. I was part of a roundtable discussion, different important. Pl- oh, 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 hang on here. You, you have to understand, my wife, Leslie. She's a prophet. No, no, no. She's not like your New Testament prophets that go around just blessing people. When this little lady talks, people start shaking. When she talks, they listen. Uh, I don't. She's given over 5,000 prophecies, and as her husband, I don't know of one she's missed. I can tell you I have seen countless people come up to her with tears in their eyes telling how a prophecy she gave came to pass. This little lady, you better listen to. She says, it was part of, I was part of a roundtable discussion. Different important political people were around the table and were announcing different positions and parts of the roundtable discussion. I was shown a short advertisement about buying insurance. When it was my turn to speak, I told the group that we were being given an insurance policy. Now, pause just a second. I believe that the insurance policy is saying we better be praying. An insurance policy that we will not be part of the bombings. Now, what is it saying there? Who is it talking about? Well, it was given to Leslie and I, so we're not talking about the bombings. I, I think it's saying that, Stan, if you and all of the people that listen to you, if you want to be protected, you got to start praying. In other words, this one, this one is going to be a bad one. That's what it's saying. So he says, There was a very good-looking man in the dream, and he was in the ad talking about insurance. He was encouraging us that we needed to buy insurance. Now, that's another way of saying he's encouraging us. I'm talking about Leslie and I. He's telling us that we better be praying. Now, if he's telling us we better be praying, guess what? (laughs) That's also telling anyone else that would listen to us. So you can rest assured this is tomorrow's radio program. My, My radio audience haven't even heard this yet. I mean, we just got this. Insurance policy. And I made him, uh, I made a comment since he is so good looking, should we trust him? I then heard President Trump's voice speaking to the group. He said, We have now been given the word that we will not be part of, excuse me, uh, okay, voice speaking to the group. Yeah, that's right. We have not been, we, we have now been given the word that we will not be part of the bombing. This Iranian, this extremely good looking man, had assured us with his insurance policy. Trump continued to say that only countries involved now in the bombing are, listen carefully, Iran, Iraq, and Cuba. Cuba can be spared the bombings if Cuba will change its position and direction in supporting Iran. We talked long about this, and we believe what it's saying is that definitely, absolutely, positively, Iran is about to attack America if we don't pray. 
Now, I know everybody and their brother wants to just throw out all kinds of prophecies and say if we don't pray. And then so they can just pray, say anything they want to. Well, we didn't pray hard enough if it comes to pass. If it doesn't come to pass, <laughs> then they say, well, it's because we prayed it away. No, no, no. Leslie's not like that. But in this one, she is specifically telling us, or the Lord is telling us, we got to pray. This is not around the corner. This is on the horizon. This is telling us we must pray now. And it's saying that Ron definitely is in the planning. And Iraq, their buddy, apparently they've kissed and made up, is also going to be with them. But Iraq is not as, how should you say, hot and angry with America as Ron is. But Cuba, listen to what it says about Cuba. Cuba can be spared the bombings if Cuba will change its position and direction supporting Iran. Then President continued to say, it's like, ta- it's like taking a, I'm going to read that again. It's like taking a spoonful of sugar for the time being, a small bliss, so to speak. We talked about that, and we aren't exactly certain of what that means. I'll give you some possible ideas. I'll read it again. Listen carefully. It's like taking a spoonful of sugar for the time being, a small bliss, so to speak. Now, bliss is something good. So I believe what it's saying that we'll get past this as a nation. It won't be easy, but if we're going to get past it, we're going to have to pray. I think it's another admonishment saying that America is just about to be hit. We are just about to be hit with anywhere from 20 to 50 suitcase nukes. Now, I'll come back to the dream in just a second. What's a suitcase nuke? Well, the the bombs that hit Hiroshima and Nagasaki are about four kilotons. I think that's the number. And the uh, suitcase nuke is one. A suitcase nuke destroys everything within a 10-block radius, melts. Concrete turns to uh, powder. And it happens in a millisecond. That's the one. It has a bright flash, and then it has the telephone pole with a mushroom on top. And whichever way the wind is blowing, then it blows that radiation all over. It is a city killer. One suitcase nuke in downtown DFW area would kill the area. Not that it would kill everyone there. It wouldn't. And not that it would even make every car and all of the, the electronic uh, the chips go out. It wouldn't. But the fallout, now think about it, the fallout, whichever way it drifted, that area of the city is dead. But then how many people are going to want to live not knowing where the radiation is? And what about buying things from the DFW area after that? Who would want to buy something made in the DFW area? Well, the answer is nobody, because they're going to be thinking, oh, well, I got hit with a nuke. I don't want to buy anything from there. So it basically kills the whole city. Doesn't kill everybody in the city. But you see what I'm saying? 20 to 50 suitcase nukes secreted all across America would be a major. I mean, the coronavirus would be nothing. <laughs> nothing. But forget about the coronavirus. Whoever dies from that dies. That would be probably most people's attitude on it. The suitcase nukes. That's a major problem. Let's go on with her dream. Stan said of the dream that I heard others teaching about this mountain to retreat to, that it was a safe mountain. Now let's pause again. So what's the mountain? Well, Dimitri Dudeman, one of the first visions he had after the angel Gabriel came to him and told him that the fall of America would start with an internal revolution, started by the communists. Some of the people would start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two of the countries will attack and defeat America in one day and one hour, so great riches will come to naught. One of the first visions he had 
was where he was shown he was on top of a mountain, or he was climbing a mountain. And he said it was very difficult to climb the mountain. He turned around, his family members there, he's having to help them up the mountain. But he noticed that there was these children, these babies, like under one, two years old. They would just run up the mountain very quickly. And he says the bottom half of the mountain had trees on it. The top half of the mountain was without trees. He said people could climb when there was trees. But when they got up to where there weren't trees, they were falling back into the fire. And the fire was at the bottom of the mountain. He said, finally, after much difficulty, Dimitri and his family finally reached the top of the mountain. He said, then the angel appeared again. He said, do you know what the mountain is? He said, no. He said, the mountain is Jesus. He said, who were the people that would fall back into the fire? He said, well, I, I don't know. And he said, well, those are the people that had sinned in their life. They had called on Jesus, but they had sinned in their life. They would fall back into the fire. He said, who are the people that could climb when there was trees, but when they got up above the trees, they would fall back into the fire. And he said, I don't know. And he said, well, those are the people that asked Jesus into their heart, but they still had too much sin in their life. He said, now, who are the babies that could just run up quickly? He said, well, they're the ones that had no sin in their life. So the mountain is Jesus here. Now, let me go on. Stan said in the dream, and I heard other teaching about this mountain to retreat to, and it was a safe mountain. There's a scripture about a mountain to go to, and Stan said that others were leading many people astray, saying, trust this mountain. No, in other words, I believe it's talking about trust this pre-trib rapture. No harm can be done if you do. Stan said that has nothing to do with the physical mountain. It is not to be led astray. He said that they were being led to, down the direction of error, not truth, by taking the wording out of context. If you dwell on that mountain, I believe that's talking about the pre-trib rapture, there will be peril and destruction. The mountain to dwell in is not a physical mountain. Now, that's not to say you're not to prepare. The Lord has told Leslie, yes, you should prepare to the degree that you have the finances and capability of doing so. Not a physical mountain, but a spiritual mountain, a mountain of purity and cleanness. Now, that confirms everything we know and understand in that, as several times the angel told Dimitri that only those people whose name is in the book of life, will listen and repent. Other places, he said, if they want God's protection in the last days, they have to stop sinning. They have to stop sinning now. So that's the first thing. Oh, Stan, but I'm a Christian. I don't have any sin in my life. Okay, well, if you don't, that's great. Most of us do, though. And to the degree that we do, it's saying we best be getting it out. Now, I think that that's probably involves some prayer, some fasting. But I also think that that means that we need to examine our life and our family's life. All right, now let me go to the next thing that I wanted to talk about here. That's the mark of the beast. Uh, we we kind of got, I sent some questions to him, and let me get into this part. And then uh, if, if you want to, Shannon, then if you'll prepare those questions just a second, I'll have you go film. First of all, yes, sir. where we are really, really heading is to world government. Somebody said to me, Stan, what do you think is really going on with the coronavirus? So I'm going to answer that one first. I think the coronavirus is not, yes, it's a virus. Yes, people are dying from it. Yes, we're sad they're dying from it. But that's not the problem. And that's not really the issue. The real issue is what they're really doing is creating a new government in America. You'll see. And they're also bringing us into a global financial system, the quantum financial system. I've talked about that. Last time I was on, 
but it's a quantum computer tied into, I believe it's 11 satellites, and it's going to be the new cashless system. And that's what we're doing. We are also coming into a world government. The Pope is having a meeting the latter part of this uh, year, September, and he's asking the all of the religions of the world to sign it and basically form a world government or a world religion. So that's where we're really going. Now, when we get the world government, what can we expect to happen there? Let me give you a little background, and then we'll go into the questions. We'll go to Revelation 13. Yeah, 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 I know. You've read this lots of times. Well, until you have memorized it, you don't have the understanding. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you how many times I taught this, but until I memorized it, I didn't really have all of the understanding. I'm about to give you the understanding. I stood upon the sand of the sea, that's the people, and I saw a beast, that's the world government, rise up out of the sea, having seven heads, that's seven continents, and ten horns, divided those seven continents into ten global regions. And upon his horns, ten crowns, means each global regional ruler has a crown, he is a ruler, and upon his heads, the name of blasphemy. So each of these ten global regional rulers blasphemes God. And the beast which I saw is like unto a leopard, that's the Arabs or the Muslims, and his feet were as the feet of a bear or Russia, and his mouth is the mouth of a lion, that's England, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death. It did not say he's wounded in the head. It was saying one of those regional rulers will be wounded in the head. Now, it doesn't say whether he actually dies or appears to. That's not the point. His deadly wound was healed. Why? Because he is mimicking Christ. He's going to come back to life, and he's going to say, I am the Christ. I am the Vishnu. I am the Mahdi. I am the, the leader of the world. I'm what you've been looking for. And all of the religions are going to run after this guy. That is, except those people whose names are written in the book of life, which we'll cover in a second. And all the world wondered after the beast. I cannot tell you how many times I read that. I taught that. But I didn't understand that what that was saying until I memorized it. When it says wonder, let me explain what wonder is. It's shocked. It's mesmerized. It's when your mouth falls open and when your eyes don't even blink anymore. When you catch yourself not moving and you're totally engrossed in this person. This guy's going to look good. He's going to sound good. He's going to have all of the answers. And for a long time, he will have the whole world in the palm of his hand. All the world wondered after the beast. The beast, I'm talking about the Antichrist. And they worshipped the dragon, Lucifer, which gave power unto the beast, or the Antichrist. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who's like unto the beast? Who's able to make war with him? Now listen, this is real important. And there was given to him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. Who gave him the mouth? Answer, God. What? Yes. God gives the beast a super ability to speak. He's going to know things. Daniel says he will understand dark sentences. He will cause craft to, to prosper. This guy is going to be able to answer the questions of the centuries. Where did the races come from? What about the pyramids? He's going to answer all kinds of things that we simply do not know. He's going to have the answer. There was given him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemy. What's a blasphemy? It's when he attacks God. Right now, we don't see many people attack Christianity, but hold on to your horses. It's about to hit. And blasphemy is power given him to continue 42 months. That's three and a half years. 
means he's given power from the middle of the tribulation when he commits the abomination which is of desolation, which is sitting on the Ark of the Covenant, from then to the end of trumpets when Jesus returns with the, on a white horse and destroys and burns the tares with the breath of his mouth. Okay, so he's given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. Power is given him continue 42 months. And he opened his mouth and blasphemies God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and them dwell in heaven. He's going to say all manner of bad about the Bible, about God, about the church, about Christianity, and about you. You are his target, brothers and sisters. He's not after the sinners. They're already in his camp. He's after you. And if you aren't prepared, oh, he won't get me. Well, what the Bible say? The Bible said that if it were possible, he would deceive even the very elect. Whoops. That's right. He's after you and me, brothers and sisters. His tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven, it was given to him to make war with the saints. I don't think that's necessarily a bullet war, but I think it will include the bullets. But it's words. He is going to come after Christians with a vengeance. And it was given to him to make war with the saints and, listen to this, to overcome them. And power was given to him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. Who's that? That's everybody. Everybody and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. He's coming after us. Us, more than anything, he's coming after us. Oh, but I'm going to pick up my shooting arm. I'll fight against them. Uh, no, you won't. Oh, yes, I will. Well, if you're a Christian, you won't. Listen to this. Now, look, I don't, I don't like, I can tell you right now, I don't like what I'm about to have to read. I don't like what I'm about to have to interpret for you. I didn't write it. I didn't... <laughs> Not my idea. I don't like it, but it is the truth. Verse 9, if any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. What's that mean? It means that if you turn people over to the beast or the new world order, you're going to be turned over to the new world order. And he that killeth with a sword must be killed with a sword, meaning that these people that the beast sends after you, tracking you down, hunting you in the mountains, hunting you in the valleys, hunting you in the caves, hunting you in the woods. And when they come after you, it says, he that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here's the patience. Now, the word patience, that's not our definition. Revelation's definition of patience is don't quit Jesus. Here's the patience and faith of the saints. means when the beast sins, all of the people out that have the mark calling us terrorists and the unbelievers and tells us, to, he gives them permission and commands them to go out and kill everybody that does not have the mark of the beast. We are directed not to fight back. What? That can't be. Look, I didn't write it. I'm telling you, I didn't like it. But I'm just telling you what it says. We're not to fight against them. We are only to run. Why? Because this, my brothers and sisters, this is the great test. This is the strong delusion. Are you willing to overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony and not take your life, not hold your life unto the death? They overcame by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of the testimony, and they love not their lives unto the death. He's asking us if we're willing to go all the way for Jesus. Verse 11. Now, here comes the point that I want to get to tonight. Verse 11 is not talking about the political guy. He's not talking about the Antichrist. This is talking about the false prophet, whom Sundar Salvarage says is the current pope. And I think he's probably right. I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. The first one came up out of the sea because he's political. 
earth is coming up out of the religious. And he had, had two horns like a lamb. Well, if you're familiar with the Catholic Church, they actually have two popes, a black pope and a white pope, and it has nothing to do with the skin color. One is a public pope. One is a private pope that nobody knows. That's the reason it says two horns like a lamb. And he spake as a dragon, means that the devil fills his mouth. And he exercises all the power of the first beast before him. Listen to this. And causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. So this is the false prophet, or you would say the current pope, pointing to this next guy that has not arrived on earth yet. He is not alive yet. Pointing to him, say that guy right there. Everybody got to worship him. That, that guy right there, that's the man God. That, that's him. That's the real God. That's God in the flesh. Everybody got to worship him. That's what he's going to say. Which, to worship the first beast whose deadly wound would heal, and he doeth great wonders. Ah, wait a minute. You mean the devil can do miracles? You better know he can do miracles. And he's going to use those miracles to deceive who? Who? You. The very elect, my brothers and sisters. He's coming after you with great signs and wonders. <laughs> and he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. That might be lightning, but that might be laser. But he's going to be able to command it to come down. And he deceiveth them that dwell on the earth, that's you and me, by the means of those miracles. Well, see, he stole Jesus' power. Jesus said, if you don't believe me for what I say, believe the miracles. In other words, miracles are supposed to be a sign that he's from God, but this guy's using them. He's using the proof Jesus used to show that he was the Son of God. He's using the same proof, but it's lying signs and wonders. <coughs> means those miracles, which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image. Now, what we got to talk about this? What? Make an image? What image? Well, Jesus genetically was half man and half Mary, or I should say half Mary and half God, or half man and half God, genetically. <coughs> this guy is probably going to be exactly the opposite. He's probably going to be half Lucifer and half man. <coughs> Excuse me. So he says, everybody got to make a beast. The people on the earth, they have to make a beast, an image of the beast. This is not in the image of God. This is in the image of the beast, which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life into the image of the beast. So this is something that's not human, probably hooked into the quantum computers, which are massively faster than anything mankind makes. They are not mankind. They are alien products given to us. <clears throat> in the image of God and the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. So it's saying the false prophet, the Pope, is going to turn around and command the world, make an image of the beast. You might call it a clone, something like that. <coughs> image of the beast. And then he's going to cause all the world to worship that image. Anybody that won't, and the image stands up the end and starts speaking. Everybody got to worship me, okay? And he causeth all, here it is, I'm getting close to the mark of the beast here. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in the right hand or in their foreheads. And then no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark. That's one thing. The name of the beast, that's the second thing. Or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. I want you to hear that, number the beast. We're going to talk about that in a second. For it is the number of a man. Now, some people say, oh, well, the Antichrist, it's a system. It's not really a man. Well, what does it say? 
It says, for it is the number of a man. What does Daniel say? And in this horn were the eyes like the eyes of a mouth, and as the eyes of a man, and a mouth speaking great things. So yeah, it is a human being, flesh and blood, and he's going to be in the image of the beast. He won't be in the image of God like we are. <clears throat> and his number is 600, three score, and six, or 666. Now, if you go to Prophecy Club channel, and if you look up one, I think it was dated 3-2 of 2020, I made a video, 30 minutes long, and it's called The Number of the Beast. 3-2-2020, Number of the Beast. Watch that video, and you will see not only what the mark of the beast will look like, but also the number of his name. Now, let's talk about that a second. There's actually four things that we cannot do as Christians. There are four things that will take our salvation away in terms of the beast. Two are worship having to do with bending the knee. Two are taking a mark between your eyes. I'm talking about on your forehead or your right hand. One is if you worship the beast or his image. I'll say it again. If you worship the beast or his image, if you bow the knee, if you worship the beast or his image. The second one is if you take the mark or the number of his name. What is the mark? It looks like a Mexico sun with a hand in it, and it goes between the finger and the, the thumb. The number of his name is a spiral that is actually a 666 hidden in the spiral. Again, if you'll go to that number of the beast, it'll show you what it looks like. Okay, now let's jump back to what I was saying. Said all that as a little bit of background here. Now, I talked about part of this in the last time I was on. This is so important. If there's one new person listening, I have to cover this. So I've got two questions for you. What would you do if you had to tell a person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What would you do? I'll ask again. What would you do if you had to tell a person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What would you do? Well, what is the most important thing in the world? Well, the most important thing to do, obviously, is to accept Jesus. But the most important thing not to do is do not take the mark of the beast. Let me explain. After Jesus has returned, after we got our glorified bodies, we've got all the crowns, all the mantles, everything. Time is done. Time is over. Eternity has started. When everything is said and done, there's only three groups of people. One group is those people whose name is in the book of life who live forever. Second group is those people whose name is not in the book of life. They are tossed into the lake of fire, which is body and soul death, according to Obadiah one sixteen. The third group are those people who worship the beast or his image or receive his mark or the number of his name. They do not get soul death. They are tossed into the lake of fire and brimstone and tormented day and night forever without soul death. Stan, you got you got scripture on that? Uh, yes, I do. Revelation 20, verse 14. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. But I've heard that if, you're, if you die and you don't have Jesus, you're just uh, separated from God for eternity. You, there's no such thing as soul death. Uh, yes, there is. Revelation 14, 9. If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same should be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and the presence of the Lamb. Now here it is. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image 
or whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Revelation 20.10 says, And the devil that deceived him was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Meaning, you take that mark of the beast, your daughter, your brother, your sister, your neighbor, somebody you work with, whoever you love, they take that mark of the beast, they worship the beast, they bend the knee, whatever it is, any one of the four things, they don't get soul death. They are tossed into the lake of fire with the beast, the false prophet, and Satan himself, and tormented without escape, without hope or possibility of escape for all eternity. Matthew ten twenty eight. This is Jesus speaking. In case you think the soul can't be destroyed, he says, Fear not them which killed the body, but not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Obadiah one sixteen says that they will be as though they had not been. No, 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 Stan, you don't understand. I was taught once saved, always saved. Okay, well, let's destroy that one real quick. Ezekiel 3.20 says, When a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, he shall die in his sin. And his righteousness, which he hath done, shall be not remembered. Matthew 24.48, Jesus speaking again. But and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day, when he looketh not for him, and an hour in which he is not aware, and shall cut him asunder, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When is it that there is weeping and gnashing of teeth? That's on trumpets, when Jesus returns to burn the tares. Now, what do you do? How is it you talk to people? I agree, it's pretty tough to talk to people about Jesus, especially the end times. They don't want to hear about that, certainly not in the mark of the beast. That's the reason I believe God had me write this book. It's called Miss the Mark, Don't Take the Mark of the Beast. One's $20, but don't do that. Instead, we offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10 designed for you to give them away. Yes, first you read it. So what you do is one set of 10, 30 bucks, two, 45, Four sets, $70 at prophecyclub.com. When you're there, also get Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. Story on that is, back in 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. It was just going to be a project. Frankly, I didn't think I'd even be able to memorize the whole thing. I didn't even start at Revelation 1.1. I started at Revelation 1.8 because the first seven verses just looked too complicated to me. I didn't think I'd be able to memorize them. But Jesus helped me. As I began to memorize, I began to get Revelations. I'm talking about knowledge I never had before. 30 revelations, two visions, and an audible voice. One of those visions showed me two books. One was the Torah, or the first five books of the Bible, and the other one was Revelation. Between them was a time tunnel. It looked kind of like a stick of butter. It was yellow. And I was made to know in the blink of an eye that the word first fruits links those two books together through time. And that word first fruits links the feasts of Leviticus 23 to the prophecies throughout Revelation. You see, everybody knows Revelation's not written in chronological order. Can't tell you how many conversations I've I've had with people. Well, is it like a layered cake where it's like seven seal or seven trumpets, seven uh, excuse me, seven seals, seven trumpets, seven files, or is it play like one through twenty one? Can't tell you how many times I've thought that. Well, the answer is it plays Seven seals play over one year. Seven trumpets play over seven months. Seven vials play over seven days. 
But all of that is explained in The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. For the first time, you can understand Revelation. You might say it is the key to understand Revelation. Why? Stan, why? You know, he's such a knucklehead. Why, why, would God, why would God give you these things? I don't think he gave them to me. I think he gave them to you. See, brothers and sisters, I believe that that first seal is about to open. I believe we're about to be in the tribulation. Don't know when. I'm not going to set a date. But when that happens, two things are going to happen to you. You will at that time become what is called a tribulation saint. And at that time, you will become, as soon as you see the beast and hear him, you will be an overcomer up until the point you take that mark of the beast. If you don't take it, you will be an overcomer. Now, what does that mean? That means that you are going to have to be the one that gives an answer. Look, most of your friends have been taught there's a pre-trib rapture, and that is a false teaching. It's a misunderstanding of Scripture. Sorry, I hope you don't get offended at that. But when all of a sudden that first seal is open, and we hear, as it were, the noise of thunder, and every ear on earth hears it, and all of a sudden the graves burst open, all of the electronics go off, and we discover we're in the tribulation, and that there was no pre-trib rapture, there are going to be a lot of scared rabbits. And they're going to be running around saying, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, we're in the tribulation. Oh, no, what do we do? And they are unprepared. They're ill-informed. And they've been lied to. They're going to be mad at God. And they're going to need you. They're going to need you to give them an answer. That's why he gave these books. So what I recommend you do is go to prophecyclub.com. Get Miss the Mark. Also, while you're there, get Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. Now, we offer this one in shrink wrap sets of five. One's for 20, but don't do that. Instead, five for 30, 10 for 55. This one is not exactly an easy book to read. It's not hard. It's just that it's deep because it explains to you about how to understand Bible prophecy. Out of the over 10,000 we've sold, I haven't had one email, not one, that says stand or cracked. You got a hole in your head big enough to where you got to watch yourself when you walk in the wind. If you turn wrong, you're going to whistle. None of them. They all say they love the book and it has taught them how to understand Bible prophecy. Look at, look at, this beast is about to come on the scene. This coronavirus is leading us into a world government. The false, or the, the, the false prophet, the, the Pope is calling for a world government this September. We are about to get a new financial system. We are about to move into the tribulation. I'm telling you, I hope you're listening. And we're about to pray that. I hadn't forgot. We're going to pray that prayer in just a second. And you're going to have to give an answer. So in the meantime, you need to get informed, informed enough to where someone's not going to be able to twist you into knots, asking you questions and embarrassing you, making you look like a dunce or a fool in front of other people because you tried to give an answer and you know what you're talking about. That's the reason you go to prophecyclub.com, prophecyclub.com. You spell prophecy with a C, prophecyclub.com. You get both those books. Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy and Miss the Mark. Don't just get one. Get you a bunch of them. You start reading. You start getting yourself prepared because you're about to have an opportunity. Now let's go back because we got to pray. We got to pray. <clears throat> we got to pray. I'm going to say if you can fast, if you will fast, do it. Brothers and sisters, I'm believing there's thousands of you listening right now. It's not a joke. This is not a joke. I gave you eight reasons why there are suitcase nukes in our nation and that the international bankers have their finger on the trigger along with Iran. And right now, Iran is, according to our president, President Trump said that Iran is planning on some kind of an attack. I don't think Iran is attacking Iraq. I think this is what's about to happen. I think that's what the dream is saying. The dream is saying, if you don't pray, you're about to regret it. 
And you're not only going to be praying for our nation, that's what we're about to do, but also for yourself. So let's pray in agreement. Okay, forget that this is radio. Okay, for just a second, let's link our hearts in the Spirit. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we know that you kill and you make alive. You wound and you heal, and neither can any deliver out of your hand. You laid down your life, and you picked up your life. You have the keys of hell and death. We know that you made the heavens and the earth, heavens and the things that therein are, and the earth and the things that therein are, and the sea and the things that are therein. Everything is at your hand. And Lord, we link our spirits. We link our, our hands. We link our prayers right now in unison. You said that wherever two or more agree is touching any one thing, it would be given them. You said that a thousand can put, uh, one can put a thousand flight, two can put ten thousand flight. So, Lord, we ask you and we pray in agreement right now that you not let these suitcase nukes hit our nation. Do not let the suitcase nukes hit our nation. <clears throat> and we pray that it would be delayed and softened. If it must hit, that it would be softened and delayed. We pray in agreement. We call upon the name above all names. The name of Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, the King of kings, soon to be, and the Lord of lords. We pray and ask that you would deliver this nation. We ask that you would give Donald Trump wisdom from on high, and that you would not let him make the wrong decision. You would cause him to make the right decision, and it would cause him to know and understand how to stop the virus, how to stop another attack to get him out of the presidency, that you would give him the presidency come November, and you would once again get him reelected, and that once again you would deliver this nation and delay the season of sorrow to come upon our nation. You would not let the suitcase nukes hit, and instead you would let them be discovered and all be disposed of and justice be brought to these all of these international bankers. Lord, clean our nation. Lord, heal our nation, just like Second uh, Chronicles 7.14 has, if my people called by my name will turn from their wickedness and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. Lord, we ask for healing in our, our land. In Jesus' name, amen. Back to you, Shannon Davis. Friends, this program that you're hearing tonight live is one of the most important programs we've ever brought. We're live with Pastor Stan Johnson, prophecyclub.com. And let me tell you why it's important. Because, Brother Stan, I believe we're going to have an opportunity to choose to take the mark or say, I will not bow to the beast. Amen. And, folks, you need to know that taking the mark is an unpardonable sin. Because Sundar Selvaraj, I heard him say, Brother Stan, that he was in Singapore having lunch with um, a deacon from one of the large churches there in Singapore, and they were talking about the end times of the mark of the beast, and uh, it was told Brother Sundar that uh, the man's church that he was going to, the elder, him and their pastor, had basically been telling people that if the mark is offered, it's okay to take it. God will understand you can take it and repent later and be forgiven. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. Because it's very clear, Stan Johnson has read the word. You can read it right there in Revelation 14. All those who take it, folks, are damned. There is no repentance. You will be tormented in the presence of the angels and the Lamb with fire and brimstone. You will suffer the full wrath of God, and their smoke of their torment goes up day and night forever. You cannot take this mark. Brother Stan, sadly, we also have others who are saying, well, if the mark comes out, 
that wasn't really the mark because don't you know we get out of here before that happens brother another deception out there now hey i hope none of us have to lose our head lose our heads but folks if it comes down to it let them take my head i'm not going to take that mark Amen. but you're deceived Amen. if you think that you're going to be able to take a mark and survive it and i'm here to tell you folks people don't know their bible prophecy brother stan does when stan speaks i listen Brother, I want to just stop for a second and say, I want to thank you sincerely because I've been following your ministry for a very long time, and no one else got the interviews that you did with Stan Stanislav Lunov, with the late prophet Dmitry Dudeman, Michael Boldea, and you read some of the, the new prophecies tonight from Michael Boldea. Right. Folks, the first bite has happened. Two more to come. Listen, we're in trouble, and I want to thank Brother Stan that he's – recorded this so you and I can be aware of the prophecy that the Lord gave to this country many years ago. And he does nothing unless he first reveal it to his servants, the prophet. We've got the testimonies here. Dimitri Dudeman, Michael Boldea. We have David Wilkerson that saw all of New York on fire. The late Henry Groover saw Russian subs attacking. Folks, Stanislav Lunov, this man worked intimately with plans to destroy America. And thank God he defected and warned us that there were suitcase nukes. Brother Stan covered this. If you had not done that, brother, I would not have the information that I have today. I want to say to you, thank you for that, but I want to say to you folks out there, we couldn't do a more important broadcast tonight because the enemy wants to steal your soul. He wants you to take that mark. When the time comes, you must say no. You know, brother, the accounting records have to be settled in heaven. We can't be hanging out there in the margin. We've got to be on the left with the goats or on the, the right with the sheep. You've got to be on one side or the other for the Lord Jesus or you against him, hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, he's going to spit you out of his mouth. And I believe the mark of the beast is going to settle it once and for all, folks, if you're a Christian or not, if you really mean what you say. Because if we don't take this mark, you could plan on imprisonment. They're going to, to take our lives. Some of us will escape, be alive to see Jesus return at the last trump. Praise God for that. But the point is, is if you don't settle in your mind now that come what may, I'm not going to take that mark. I'm going to be an overcomer to the death, if that's what it takes for me to live as Christ but to die as gain. But you cannot take the mark. And you must tell everybody, do not take the mark. There is no forgiveness for this one, folks. Stan, I know we're at the top of the hour, but I need to ask you a question if you have just a few more minutes. Absolutely. We've read Revelation 13, and he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in the foreheads, that no man might buy or sell, save that he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, that part right there has puzzled me a little bit. I know that there's a physical mark an implant, biochip, the tattoo, whatever form it takes there. I know you go into more of that in your book. Get this book. It goes in the right hand or the forehead. This is not a spiritual mark, folks. This is a literal physical mark, and those that take it also are going to break out in sores on their bodies. But aside from the fact that we don't want to take this mark, what does it mean to worship the beast through his name or the number of his name? Very good question. <clears throat> Pleased to answer that. I believe that there are four things 
two of them, you that two of them had to do with bending the knee. Two of them have to do with physically taking a mark on the forehead or on the hand. I believe it's between what Ken Peters was shown between the thumb and the first finger. Okay, so the two things not to bow the knee to is to worship the beast or his image. Worship the beast or his image. Can't do that. Can't worship anything but God, anything but Jesus. And the name of the beast and his mark, the name is like a spiral. If you go to prophecyclub.com, go to the download area, I think it's resources, then download area, I have all, no, excuse me, eight of these files. You can download them free. You can download, and this is a high-resolution picture of what the mark of the beast and what the number of his name looks like. You can see it. And, of course, you can also, I'll explain it to you, if you go to the number of the beast, which is 3-2 of 2020, that's at the Prophecy Club channel, that's the name of the file, number of the beast, and it's dated 3-2 of 2020, and you can see the mark of the beast, image of the beast, and the number of his name. Excuse me, the number of his name. You see the mark of the beast and the number of his name. And you can download your own copy at prophecyclub.com to go to the download area. There's eight files there. Copy them, download them all, put them in your emails, hand them around to all the people. And when they see these, I can tell you, when they, they're, they're impressive looking. When, when you see them, it's like your spirit is going to jump. You're gonna, I think you'll, you'll go, <gasps> you'll wonder. There's, there's a, a shock and seeing them, all of a sudden you say, yes, yes, that, that is it. And you have not seen these, unless you've seen what we've done. As far as I know, there's no other ministry that has the real mark of the beast and the real number of his name. And that was confirmed in Leslie's dream. That's when God confirmed that I was to write the book, Miss the Mark. She was shown the number of his name. And this is absolutely the number of his name. So we have his mark and we have the number of his name. And you can have your own copy to use wherever you want to, hand it around wherever you want to, prophecyclub.com, download area. Brother Stan, Jesus said that before he returned, there would be a great falling away and the Antichrist would be revealed, paraphrased. You can't fall away unless you were once there. Is this not talking about lukewarm Christians in this time who, in the face of persecution or tribulation for the, the gospel, they just say, hey, you know what? I can't handle it. I'll just take the mark. They fall away. They curse God. They apostatize. I mean, we're seeing apostasy in the church now. People turning away from the faith and saying they're atheists now. Do you believe that this is talking about lukewarm Christians that will even fall away and take this mark? Absolutely, positively. Wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to damnation, and many there be that go thereat. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to eternal life, and few there be that find it. And I think what we're about to see is the great falling away because so many people have been entertained. They've gone to ball games. They've watched TV and movies and all this sort of stuff, and they haven't spent time with the Lord, haven't read his Bible. They, they, they have built their house on the sand. And when the rains come, when the wind blows, great will be the fall of their house. means that they're going to take this mark of the beast. It, it's going to be the easiest thing to do. Look, this is... If we're not so, I would have told you, I go to, excuse me, I started quote wrong, uh, that he's sending a strong delusion so that all those not come to the knowledge of the truth, that Jesus is Lord, would believe the lie and be damned. This strong delusion, that is the beast. He is the best looking man that has ever lived on the earth. He is going to be the best sounding. And in Daniel 7 says literally his voice 
sounds good. I was in a room one time with this guy from Dallas, and I, I've never heard a voice like this. And this, he was kind of a small man, but when he spoke, it's like his voice shook the walls. It's like his voice shook your bones. That's the kind of voice Daniel 7 says he's going to have. But it's not just the sound of his voice, not just his look, but it's words. He was given a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, and powers given him to continue 42 months. And he opened his mouth and blasphemed against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. And if it were possible, he would deceive the very elect. I already covered the nine deceptions there in my book. Miss the mark. Get the book. You know, let me say this about the book. So many people have emailed me and said this book, that this book, it, it changed my perception of the way I thought the end times would be. It changed the picture in my mind and it shakes them. Every person that reads this at some point, they say it shook them. At some point, they find their mouth literally open and they find themselves as they're reading along. They, they find themselves just being shaken because it, it grabs you. It shakes you. It changes your perception of what the end time is going to be. It shows you that the end time is very, very, very close. I haven't even talked about why it could be here in the next 30 days. I haven't even talked about that. But it could be. I mean, we could hear this. And when the Lamb, Revelation 1, 6, 1, when the Lamb opened one of those seals, I heard as were the noise of thunder. Well, that's the way a guy 2,000 years ago, John the Revelator, described the opening of the seal. But Ken Peters, a modern man, said he heard what sounded like a 1970s horn honk. And he said it was three says, three varies. He said it was very, very, very loud and long, and every ear on earth heard it. And when it sounded, there were graves that burst open around the globe. It was an instant global thing. And he said some graves opened up, some didn't. He said it was like there was a small explosive within the coffin. He says he literally saw dirt flying. Then he saw around the coffin, he saw people. He said you, if they were young, you could tell they were young. If they were old, they would tell them oh, that none of them had age. And he said they all were wearing this white, like a, a choir robe-looking affair. Things had a big cloak. And he said that, that the, the, the glowing garment was brighter than the sun, and their, their, their bodies were brighter than the sun. And he said, and at the same time, when those bodies came out of the ground, all electronics on the earth shut down for about two weeks. Every TV, every cell phone, everything, everything, everything shut down for about two weeks. Well, now, why is that important? Because when Jesus came out of the ground, the Bible says that there were other people, excuse me, when he rose, there was other people that also arose and come out of the grave. So do you think it's possible that when that whatever it is, the, when, the open, when the first seal is open, whatever the sound is, that when those bodies, those people that are resurrected at that moment, when they come out of the ground, do you think that that might be the resurrection power of Jesus going around the whole earth and resurrecting all these people and that power causes our electronics, our cell phones, TVs, all to go off? And he said, but after about two weeks, they begin to come back on. Well, that's not EMP. Because when electromagnetic pulse hits a computer chip, it fries it permanently. It's dead, and it will not come back to life. So that tells me it's not an EMP. I don't think it's a sunspot. I think it's a sun spot, as in an S-O-N. I think it's the power of Jesus raising those people out of those graves, and all of a sudden it shuts off. And he said, and after that, he said, everything had changed. 
He said after that they start talking about they're forming a world government and that they're waiting for their new leader, which is on the way, that's going to be leading them into a, a new world. The thing of it is, is my personal opinion, I think there's a high probability that that will start on some future first fruits. I'm not saying it's going to happen in 2020, but 2020 is 400 years from when Mayflower uh, Compact was signed, when our forefathers said they're starting a new nation for the furtherance of the Christian faith. It's 40 years from when time Dimitri Dudeman sat upon that electric chair and, and the angel Gabriel said, I'm sending you to America with a message from God. 400 years from Mayflower Compact, 400 years from when God uh, said he was going to protect America, going to raise up America, and it's 40 years from when God spoke judgment on America. 2020. Shane Warren said 2020 is the year judgment arrives. Terry Bennett says that America falls in 2021. We are on the precipice. So I want to paint a picture. So let's say that our prayers aren't enough. And believe me, I'm about to get ever some of our 20,000 emails and all of the people that follow Prophecy Club praying that same prayer too. Then what we could see is suitcase nukes go off all across our land. And by the way, when it's talking about the insurance, I think it's saying you better be praying. You better be cleaning up your life or you won't have the insurance, meaning you're not going to get God's protection. And I'm going to say that probably most people wouldn't even listen to this, and they certainly wouldn't pray. So those people that listen and heed and pray, it's saying, you pray now, and you'll get God's protection in the day of trouble. And that day of trouble, wow, well, it could hit any day now. I mean, my understanding is the arrests have already started. And when Trump says that he's extended it to the end of the month, I think he's basically saying by the end of the month, these 200,000 some odd arrests will be uh, completed and facilitated. And so look for the suitcase. And it, look, I mean, let's put it this way. If you were an international banker that had molested children and done child sacrifice, would you know that your name is probably on a sealed indictment? Yes. And would you know if you're probably about to be arrested? And would you know that there's some people out there that have these suitcase nukes and you can arrange for them to be set off. Would you set them off if you were extremely evil? So I'm not going to say that anything is going to happen by the end of the month for sure. But I am saying as a watchman that sees the sword come, Ezekiel 33, 6 says that if I don't blow the trumpet when I see the sword come, then their blood is on my head. So I'm doing my best to warn. You've got to do your best now. I'm going to, I'm going to say more than pray. If you want God's protection in this trouble that's about to hit our nation, I'm going to say you, you need to fast at least a day, at least a day, probably like two or three days. Fast for you and your family and ask God to speak to you, guide you, and direct you. If you don't, you're going to be a part of the trouble. You're going to be part of the trouble. Brother, you speak the truth. We're live with Stan Johnson. I want to throw one more thing into the mix before we close tonight. And again, get a pen handy. We're going to tell you how to contact Brother Stan and get the book and give you more details about the ministry. Brother Stan, something occurred to me. Um, I learned recently, I think you had messaged me on this, about Bill Gates' plan for ID2020, and that's ID2020.org, and he wants a digital ID tied into the blockchain, and he wants to be able to know who's been vaccinated and who has the infection. And then um, it occurred to me, I'm not saying this is from the Lord, but it just came to me. I want to throw it out there for your thought. Well, we know that bioweapons can be created in no, the no, lab. No, I've, I've got an we answer also for you here. Uh, in my position you, of doing a 
a, a fairly popular broadcast, I get a lot of emails. And a lot of those are having links to various things out there. Now, I'm going to yes, give sir. you a disclaimer before I say this because I cannot prove a word of what I'm about to say. I do not know that necessarily Bill Gates is the one that paid for these viruses to be made, nor can I guarantee that he actually holds the patent for it, nor can I guarantee that it was made at Fort Meade, uh, Maryland. I do not know how it was released or where it was released, but my suspicion is probably most all of that is true. But the point is not who made it. And I, and I was just asked by another person earlier today, do you think that if it's not this virus, it's some future virus that's going to come out with a vaccine. In order to get the vaccine, you have to take some kind of an RFID or radio frequency identification chip to get the virus. There you also, I understand that part of ID2000 is they have a little gadget attached to the needle. When you take the injection, it also gives you an invisible mark on your skin that can only be viewed with this certain kind of a light. All of that may wow. be true, but let, let me explain. Now, now, first of all, I'm not going to tell you not to take the mark, but I'm going to tell you I, I'm not going to take that vaccine. I'm not going to take that. If nope. God, <laughs> no way. Yeah, God, God can protect me through that. And if he doesn't protect me, you know, I'm just praying that I get to be an overcomer, that I get to glorify his name with my death. I'm not looking for a long death. I'm looking for the right death (laughs) or a long life. I'm looking for the right life, either one. So I'm not going to take the virus. I'm not going to take the vaccine. Not going to do it. Uh, But I want to say that that vaccine, even if it has an RFID chip, even if it puts some kind of a mark on you when you take it, that's not the mark of the beast. I know what the mark of the beast looks like. Go to the Prophecy Club website and download it. That's not the mark of the beast. You're going to know the mark of the beast. Okay, well, yes. that brings us to another very important question. How do we know that the mark of the beast, or how do we know the beast is not even on the earth yet? Okay, so if he's not on the earth, you can't get his mark. Does that make sense? Okay, he's not on the earth yet. There's three verses that says he ascendeth out of the bottomless pit and goeth into perdition. And he does not ascend out of the bottomless pit until the first seal is opened. He does not come on the scene because Daniel chapter 7 says, after he saw the horns formed, he has five words. He says, I considered the horns. That means the world government is in place. Then there is another horn, meaning the 11th horn, a guy that's not part of the original 10 global regional leaders. An 11th guy will come up and he will overcome three of the first horns. That's when you start looking. That's going to be our first hint at who the beast is. But that's not meaning he's in power. He won't be totally controlling the planet until the middle of the tribulation when he commits the abomination, sets in, goes in, sits on the Ark of the Covenant, proclaims himself God, stops animal sacrifice, and that's when the image says everybody got to worship him. Okay, And they have to worship the image. So that's not until the middle of the tribulation, and the first seal's not even opened yet. So the mark of the beast, the number of his name, it's not even on the horizon yet. But understand the setup for it is. The setup for it is. And just for the record, my family don't do vaccines, folks. And I agree with Stan. This isn't something that they're going to trick you with and hold you down and jab it in your arm. No, this is a decision once and for all for eternity. You're going to stand with the Lord even if it means your head's cut off. Or you're going to take the mark to save your neck, and you have sold your soul to Satan. We're going to know that it's the mark. I agree with Brother Stan. 
I just was wondering if maybe there'll be an incentive to take a mark if they were to release a bioweapon and say, hey, we've got the antidote. You want it. You must also take our mark. Get our mark. We also give you the antidote. I don't know. <laughs> but one thing for sure, folks, the foundations have been laid here, and we're warning you, do not take the mark. Do not take the mark. It's an unpardonable sin. Warn everybody you know, don't do it. Also, get this book, Miss the Mark by Stan Johnson. Brother Stan, tell them where they can go to do that. And also, you have broadcast on YouTube. When and where do they tune into your program? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, there's, there, uh, there's actually three things. Three things. Yeah, three things I want you to do. First of all, go to prophecyclub.com. Prophecy has a C in it. Prophecyclub.com. You want to get the two books there. You'll see two of them, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy and Miss the Mark. Then I want you to go to Sevenfold Miracle Crusades. We're setting up a crusade, and essentially it's to do two things. It's to show you how to teach Bible prophecy, to be able to give an answer to all the scared rabbits at the right time when they weren't even, they didn't need to hear none of this Bible prophecy stuff because they're going to go into pre-trib rapture. All of a sudden, they find themselves in the middle of the tribulation in a world of hurt, and they do not know anything. So at the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade, there's a lot of things we're going to do. It's three and a half days long. But the two major things we're going to do is I'm going to anoint you with what I call my revelation oil, and you will get the spirit of revelation. That's the spirit that I got when I memorized the book of Revelation. Why? I don't think it's anything special for me or our ministry. I think it's special for you and the kingdom of God. God is going to give you this revelation spirit so you can supernaturally know and understand Bible prophecy so that you can teach prophecy, give an answer, and point them to Jesus. Secondly, my wife, a prophet, is going to anoint you with what she calls her honor oil. Like Moses did, he gave people honor. Well, she's going to ask that the prophetic anointing come on you so that you can have dreams and visions and angel visits, so that you can have knowledge and skill all learning and wisdom, understanding all visions and dreams, showing of hard sentences, dissolving of doubt, and an excellent spirit, so that you can walk in the sevenfold miracles when they begin. Two things, if you go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com, you'll see that it's going to do all kinds of things for you. Things that your pastor won't and can't do. I'm going to say things that probably nobody on the earth is going to have any kind of a meeting like this. Because as you can tell, I'm called to the last... That matter of fact, what he's told me is that he's called me to raise up an army of end-time prophecy teachers working miracles. An end-time army of prophecy teachers working miracles. And look, you don't listen to this broadcast to be entertained. I mean, let's face it. You're not listening to this to get your hopes up, to get encouraged. You're listening to this broadcast because the Spirit of God has arranged you to listen to this because he is knocking on your heart and he's saying, I'm calling you. I'm sending you into my vineyard. I want you to go out and win souls to my kingdom. I want you to give an answer. I want you to be able to walk in those sevenfold miracles. Never mind how he'll show you how. You just have to answer the phone. The phone's ringing. You pick up the phone and you say, here am I, Lord, send me. And you go do. Oh, oh, I don't have the time off. Well, are you saying God can't give you the time off? Well, well, no, no. Then do it. Well, I don't have the money. Well, are you saying God can't give you the money? Well, no. I mean, I guess he could if he would. Well, then pray. Well, maybe he won't, won't even if I pray. Well, maybe you didn't fast long enough. Where's your faith? 
Fast two or three days. Nothing but food. No, excuse me, nothing but water for two or three days. Saying, Lord, I want to go to this. I want to be a part of your end time. I want to do this. Watch. Our God is faithful. He'll give you the money. He'll give you the days off. And all of a sudden, you're finding, there, you're, you're finding yourself on your knees. You're getting the revelation anointing. You're getting prophetic anointing. And your life will never be the same. Shannon. Folks, Brother Stan, we love you. What an honor to be here with you tonight. Folks, you need to share this program with everybody. Brother Stan shared it with us first here. We're blessed to have this word and this warning and the dream. Can I tell you a little Brother bit about Stan. my wife? Because she's coming on, and she won't tell you what I'll tell you. Can I yes, tell you sir. something? Please. Okay. I know he's going to have her on. Her name is Leslie Johnson, and she's a prophet, but she's a humble person. Cannot tell you how many times she has told me, okay, I don't want you telling people I'm a prophet. Don't tell them that. Don't tell them anymore. I'm telling you right now, don't do it. I mean, she's been, <laughs> she's, she's been in my face several times. So I'm going to send over uh, the way to tell about her over to, to Shannon so he can introduce her. But she might not even <laughs> listen to it when he's doing it because she's a humble person. But again, that's part of what it takes to be a prophet, and she's written a book called What It Takes to Be a Prophet. But she's given over 5,000 prophecies, some of them personal prophecies, some regional prophecies, some national prophecies, including one of her biggest ones. She was had the audible voice of God give her the seven signposts to look for the fall of America. I'll let her give that to you. Seven signposts, seven newspaper headlines that tell the, the fall of America. She's done, uh, she's made like, I think it's 22 DVDs, eight books, including what it takes to be a prophet. Um, and also she's done her School of the Prophets manual. And that's another thing. When you go through the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade, she teaches more hours at it than I do. And she's going to walk you through her School of the Prophets. And the word is already that her School of the Prophets is going to go national. I mean, like international, like three different languages. It's going to be really, really big. Because when people go through there, God is going to touch them, and he's going to show them what it takes to be a prophet. So she's, she's not a motor mouth like me. And I'm telling Shannon right now, when you get her on, you better have some questions because you'll have to, um, you'll have to question her. <laughs> you'll have to get her to talk. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to give me a talk. You have to shut me up. But you'll have to get her to talk. But she is a, a special lady. I told her she'll be at home and we'll have a great time at Jesus. We're excited to have Sister Leslie coming on this month. She's going to pick a date and we're going to get her scheduled. Friend, thank you for coming on tonight. What a powerful word tonight. I tell you, these are exciting times. And I tell you, folks, you and I are not here by accident. We've been called to let our light shine, work these harvest fields do exploits for Jesus, and we might get a battlefield promotion, but we go right into the meeting presence of the Lord. I'm telling you, I'm excited to be here and to know beforehand what is coming so we can get prepared, folks. Brother Stan, we love you. Will you be on the air tomorrow night on Prophecy Club? Uh, well, I mean, I make a daily radio program. I post it up on YouTube. You can also watch it or listen to YouTube. it at prophecyclub.com. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, you're talking about the Bible study. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I, I will be on the Bible study. I'll have to have them put a link up there so that if you want to be in a real Bible study, I mean, a Bible study that is very, very unusual these days where we study the Bible, we do something kind of boring. We read the Bible and we discuss what it really means. 
But if you want to learn the Bible, I do not know of a better way. It just takes some time. It takes some time, but it'll change your life. So Friday night, yes, I'm going to be teaching through the Bible at 6.30 Central Time. And then Sunday morning at 11, uh, since we can't have church, I'm going to be bringing our church message. And that is going to be, I think, the same length. If you don't get, let me give you my email in case you folks can't seem to get hooked up, then I'll, I'll help you. But my email is askstan at prophecyclub.com. Ask, A-S-K, Stan, S-T-A-N, askstan at prophecyclub.com. Friday night, 6.30 Central Time Bible Study. Get your King James Bible out. And then Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Central Time. And that is me preaching, except for I'm just going to be sitting in my computer, bringing the message that I would normally bring at the Spirit of Prophecy Church. And you're welcome. Folks, be a part of it. Invite a friend to come out and also support the work of Pastor Stan and Leslie Johnson and the Prophecy Club. Go right there to their website, prophecyclub.com. Brother Stan, we love and appreciate you. Thank you for coming on tonight, sir, and I'm looking forward to having you back on soon. Thank you, sir. God bless you. God bless you.